Hey everyone, thanks for listening. This is Chris from the Puget Sound Board Game Players. I know it's been a while. Here's our latest episode. So, I'm gonna preface this episode with a little bit of a discussion. Well, we had a bunch of episodes and we recorded a bunch of nice new content for you Not guys. Just episodes, really excellent episodes. <laughs> excellent episodes. Yeah, and it was probably and our <laughs> most prolific recording period. And yeah, had. we were churning them out. With special guests? Special guests, yeah. yes. We don't yes. drop any names. No, but... no, no, no. But it rhymes with Brom Brews. Also rhymes with Romak Dobama. Quite a bit of uh, episodes, and of course, our esteemed editor. Mr. Pace. Well, we only record on uh, physical tape here. Right. Uh, and That's then true. Transfer it uh, over to digital. We to, start analog. Yeah. 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 I mean, really, you can capture a much wider range of sounds that way. And I, I was taking all of the tapes from the, our studio, our very nice, fancy recording studio. Mm-hmm. I had them in the back of my car, uh, but the problem is I drive an El Camino. I just ran into. Whole Foods just for a second. Yeah. To get some bean sprouts. Yeah, as people do. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and it's Whole Foods, right? You know, right. Yeah, nothing's gonna happen. At yeah, Whole Foods. nothing's gonna right. happen. At Whole Foods. Right. I came out and they were gone. Yeah. So, bottom line, everyone, we lost our masters, our master analogs. So this is kind of our catch-up episode. I know we have a tendency to give you new content once a year. I don't see that changing anytime <laughs> soon. But we've actually uh, very reluctantly switched to a direct-to-digital format now. <laughs> Kind of because of this. Uh, Hopefully, I apologize. I mean, we need to apologize to all the people who are gonna. There's gonna the be a, there's gonna be a degraded a, a yeah. loss of quality. My, yeah. um, my voice will sound a little more muffled. Yes, that's absolutely why. More muffled. Is yes. that what you said? <laughs> more muffled than it is normally. <laughs> that that sad fact aside, let's talk about some games. First game I'm gonna mention is Two Rooms and a Boom. This was actually a print and play game that was created by Alan Girding and Sean McCoy. They print it was a game that you can actually print out and play and the game was actually so successful that they uh, did a Kickstarter campaign. I want to yeah. say that this was like 5 years ago maybe and then yeah. they put it out. So I guess they were pen pals. For those of you who aren't aware, it's actually a big social deduction game. Some people might argue that it's more of an activity than a game. And you have two teams, you have a red team and a blue team, and each person on such teams have individual roles, and no one knows who anyone else is. And you are physically, literally, divided up into two rooms equally, and the goal of the red team is to have the bomber in the same room as the president, and the goal of the blue team is to have the president in a different room from the bomber. So you have a lot of social deduction going on, it's divided up into uh, six to tw- 30 players and it's one of those games where actually the more people that play it the better and there's all these unique roles who have all these like unique win conditions for example you might have like Romeo and Juliet who want to be in the same room when the bomb goes off you have uh, say win conditions or wind conditions win it makes more sense yes so I mean there it's a card game so if you play in high wind conditions that makes sense I mean oh my god (laughs) all right so what did you think of this game, Pace? Do you have any thoughts on it? You played it. I think my, my first takeaway is that it's really dependent on the types of people you're playing with. Which a lot of games do, yeah, uh, sure. 
our group, almost everyone jumped into kind of sharing mode. Oh, because that's the thing, because you don't know other people's roles unless you actually physically share your card. So you can share your card with another person and say, hey, I'm this. But if you do share your card, with, they have to share their card as well. So you're sharing with each other. So people can find out who people, other people are very quickly, but obviously if people are reluctant to share, you can assume that they're the president or the bomber and it's divided up into uh, such and such amount of rounds depending on the player count and the end of each round the leaders of the two respective rooms which are voted on will swap a hostage and that's how like someone can end up how the bomber can end up in the same room as the president so you might have a, like a swap after what is it like three swaps I, again, depending on player count. And uh, if the uh, bomber is in the same room with the president, then, of course, like I said, the red team wins. And if separate, then the blue team wins. But it is actually, I don't know, it, it can get pretty chaotic, but it, I, I think it's fun. It's a nice party game, big social deduction game. I, uh, it was actually funner than I actually expected it to be. But again, it depends on your group and like how like hesitant your group is. I see what you're saying, Pace, in terms of people who are, are in our group who are eager to share. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's like, you can't really lie, or you can, but that lie will be, like, shot really quick, because then they'll say, oh, yeah? Well, let me see your card. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of, I find it's kind of difficult to lie with a lower player count. As, as it gets higher, you can do a color share, which you just show your color. Yeah, it says you can have up to 30 players. Right, so of course you're Better showing be. colors at that point. Have you heard anything about this game, Elvis? I don't even have that. I mean, I've heard friends. some things in the last several minutes. <laughs> You haven't heard, really? You haven't heard I, this game like at all before that? No. Oh, okay. I think that the most fun iterations we did were the ones using extra cards. Yeah, because there's extra cards again with their own unique roles. Like there's the hot potato, so if that you card, good. yeah, if you card share with someone, they get the hot potato, and your goal after the time is up is to not end up with the hot potato. There's a private investigator who wants to know who all the roles are. That's their goal. So there's a lot of little like fun roles. The president's mistress. Yeah, who wants to be in the same room as the president uh, without the wife. Without and the wife wants to be in the same room as the president without the mistress. Doesn't matter if the bomb goes off or not. There were quick rounds, I thought, too. Oh, yeah. Well, for sure. It's literally only, like, what? So that's two. another reason why you can't... So is this, like a, is this, like, a mechanics type? Is there, like, a role associated with it? Do you, like, do yeah. you in a group, like, role play? Kind of. You can. Well, that's what I'm you, thinking, though. It's, like, you don't have a lot of time for that. Yeah, because it's so quick. so quick. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's another reason why people are just, like, eh, I might as well tell you what I am. Yeah, because yeah. you're physically playing, so, like, we could be in this room here. And then another group can be in that room there. And they're all talking amongst themselves. And they can say whatever they want to say. But bottom line, they're showing, probably showing each other cards. And then after the minutes are up, the elected leaders of the room say, Hey, do you got your hostages ready? Knock on the door, whatever. Hey, you got your hostages ready? Yeah. And then they swap people. And then you do that for each round. Anyway, that's Two Rooms in a Boom. I actually really like it. What do you think about it, Pace? Garden variety, Two Rooms in a Boom. Four bags of popcorn. Yes. Hot potato version. Five bags of popcorn. It, what's the max? What's the over-under on what's, what's like? What's the perfect game? How many is that popcorn? I'm on the seven bags. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, that's Two Rooms in a Boon. Uh, do either of you clowns have any games you want to talk about? What is, what is something you played lately, Elvis? What was that game you and me played on, your, on our phones? Oh, was Blade Runner? Oh, yeah, we can talk about that. The damn game. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was really fun. Uh, so what he's referring to is actually another print-and-play version. Inhuman oh, yeah. Conditions. Yeah. This is a game that is still, again, print-and-play, and, play, and they, they did a Kickstarter, and it was successfully funded. But it is really fun. Uh, why don't you, like, 
describe the game, Elvis. Oh man. Yeah. So, <laughs> I remember it's very, uh, it's very classy. It's it's kind of a conversational judo game as they describe it. I remember it being very difficult to learn. Um, but I was how also, it works, how the mechanics work. I'd also been drinking, so that made it a little bit more difficult. And then, like, it's basically Blade Runner the game. Yeah, it's basically Blade Runner, like whenever they like do a Voight the, cop uh, they do the Voight Voight contest. Cop. So you kind of have like these parameters that you pick. It's all done via via an app, and you like have these parameters. Well, the version we played is the actually version. an app. Oh, that wasn't actually a legit licensed thing. This guy made it on his own. Oh, the guy just made yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, so, well that'd make it a lot easier. Yeah. Of the stuff. Yeah. But I yeah. can see why you could print because there's really only like Cards. a few choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, you you have like these parameters. One person's the interrogator. One person's the the Suspect. guy. And then you can pick it could be a robot like a, or a human. But then there's right. like robot. There's a couple different type of robots you could be too, right? Patient or violent. Patient or violent. Yeah. And oh, did you get that info up? Oh yeah. So the game was designed by. Tommy Moranges. Yes. And Corey O'Brien. I think one or maybe both of them designed uh, Secret Hitler. And, and it was Tommy. Uh, and then. Corey uh, is more well known for uh, Monster Prom. Okay. Cards Against Humanity, I think one of them designed. It's retold. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry, I interrupted your flow. Oh, I didn't, I so, yeah, you're no explaining flow. the game, yeah. So, uh. You get five minutes. It's timed. Yeah, it's five minutes. You have yeah. like, these questions you ask. And it's two players. And you have like these certain, certain criteria that. The person who's the robot supposed to avoid. Yes. And then you have these kind of like questions that are sort of tailored to that. Yes. They um, work against each other, basically. Yeah. But yeah. it's very... It was took a few times to figure it out, really. Well, the mechanics, for the sure. The mechanics, it's very like... You, for example, uh, you might have a, a question... The investigator might have a question packet that says, knowing yourself, or describing your daily routine, or morals... Or, like, right. various packets of questions. And then, based on the packet of questions, the suspect, the other person, will have uh, a role to play. And if they're a robot, usually it's uh, antithetical or whatever to the questions. So, for example, if I'm an investigator and I'm interviewing a robot, and it, I remember, like, one was actually really funny, because you were a robot, and... Because robots, again, have this, like, programming that they need to adhere to, and if they don't adhere to it they have to perform a penalty right and the penalty is is chosen basically by the two people so it could be something like cuss or you snap some, your fingers several times or do something do some repeat something like five times or something like that yeah so if the robot who if a person's a robot and they don't do their programming they have to perform that penalty right so it was a really cool game I mean, it was like it was Simple, but it's, elegant. Yeah, but it's also like, really role play heavy. Like, very like, role play heavy. Because there's very, like there's very little like guidance on what the, what questions you're supposed to ask, how you're supposed to react to the questions. Just like this is this, this is this. Yes. So he has very like, improv-y, yeah, for in, sure. The interrogator has to come up with the questions on his own, and then the person, I mean it gives you some, but then, yeah, 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 but more, more or less. Yeah. And then like the guy has to, the person being interrogated basically has to come up with the character, Outs. Yeah. yeah, and then like <laughs> adhere to that, adhere, adhere to that. Through so that you're kind of every, uh, so the suspect, I mean, the investigator just wants to correctly identify a robot or a human and it's only five minutes too. So yeah, yeah it's really short. Yeah. It was even fun to play whenever I had no idea what I was doing the first times <laughs> we played it. Like, I don't know what's going on, but yeah, but someone uh, was created a website or app. If you guys want to check it out, it is interrogation.ftwinston.com. So interrogation.kindoffortwinston.com. And so that's like the website that you obviously want to play with someone in the same room as you or a video chat, whatever. But if you and another person or a friend bring that up on your phone, you guys can set up your own 
game of inhuman conditions. Uh, but it was really fun. Yeah. Actually, I, I have nothing but positive things about that game. I, I actually, uh, Elvis and I ended up playing it for probably, what, a good few hours. Yeah, we played it for a while. <laughs> yeah, and trading off between Robot and Investigator, and it was, uh, it was really fun. Anyway, that is Inhuman Conditions. I recommend you check it out. Tonight's episode is inspired by a game called Nyctophobia. I recommend you guys check that out as well. It is a game that you actually play with your eyes closed. But without further ado, here's our episode. Mr. Pop. I like that. I like that. Give it up for the band. We got Ricky Sticks on drums. Jerry the Chin on sax. Got Billy Reprobate on bass. Dookie Edwards on the trombone. Slap Big Porter on trumpet. And myself, your pal Vic Valentine, teasing the ivory. Thanks for coming out to Jackie's Club tonight. Don't forget to tip your servers and bar staff and please make it home safe tonight because without you, I don't need. Who's ready for you, Vic? Uh, take a seat, Vic. Is your cut. That's it? That's it. You actually owe me more, but I understand you gotta eat. Stock your lot with Alpo and wild turkey or whatever the hell you eat. Right. Thanks, Jackie. And tomorrow night's your last night, Vic. Then we're square. Tomorrow? I thought I was booked all next week. Good night, Vic. Night, Jackie. <laughs> What a fucking miserable night. Hate to be out in this. What the? What the fuck was that? Sorry about that. Are you okay? I really didn't see you. You couldn't see my lights? Guess I wasn't paying much attention. One of your lights are out. What? Out? I swear I didn't notice that before. Did it just go out? Maybe. Sorry again. It's pissing out. Sure is. Gave me quite a fright. Is that a guitar you're slinging? In here? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you were expecting a harmonica. No, no. Can you ride? Normally I wouldn't, but cats and dogs. Yeah, yeah. Are you going far? Just on to Otisville. Is that all you have? No, my duffel bag is there on the road. Oh, that's that. that that's huge. Do you need any help? Oh, no. It's pretty heavy and awkward. I'll get it. You don't mind stowing this. The guitar? No problem. I'll put it in the trunk. You think there's room in the back for your bag? Plenty.
there a station you prefer? No, I'm fine. So what kind of music do you play? All kinds. I'm a bit of a musician myself. I, I travel a lot. Well, I guess I should get some news. That's why I don't eat spaghetti anymore. This just in. There's been no additional leads or developments on the Otisville killer. We escaped from custody only four days ago. As a reminder, police advise everyone in the Tri-County area to stay indoors and adhere to the curfews set by authorities. I must say, listeners, the thing I find most unnerving about the killer is the instrument he uses to murder his victims. Uh, Sorry, I don't like hearing about stuff like that. Too depressing. Yes. It helps to be informed. Big bag you have back there. Yep. What's in it? Little this, little that. You grow up in Otisville? Nope. What kind of work do you do? <clears throat> you don't mind, I would like I'd like it if you would be quiet. Listen. Pal, I'm doing you the favor, I think. QUIET! Okay. Quiet. Not much farther to Otisville, at any rate. Need help with getting something back there? Nope. You sure? It's fine, I got it. What's that? I got it. I don't see anything. Almost to Hoosier. Look like it's clearing up at all out there? No, really. You ever wonder why when you travel to a new place from home, it doesn't matter if it's by car, bus, plane, it always seems to take a long time? But when you head back home, the trip seems so much shorter. You ever wonder about that? The unknown. Unknown? What do you mean? People fear the unknown. Yeah, but what does that have to do with... Once the... you head back home, it's no longer unknown. Oh. Kind of like when you're sitting in the dark, late at night. All alone. Yeah? You get this feeling, uneasiness, trepidation. You feel exposed. Almost feel like someone is watching you. Studying. Waiting to strike. Huh? Then what do you do? I'm not sure. Yeah, you are. What do you do when you feel that way? Uh, what do I When do? you're sitting alone in the dark, what do you do to make that go away? Well, I don't know. What? Turn on the lights. The lights? Then all of your surroundings are known. No more unknown. Then you feel better. Oh. 
that should make the key to happiness pretty obvious, right, Vic? It should. Always live in the known. Then you'll never be afraid of anything. Then you'll never worry about consequences. Then, if you never worry about consequences, you are truly free. Then, you never have to worry about anything ever in your life. Right, Vic? How did you know my name? Because I'm truly free, Vic. And I can make you free, too. I need to free myself from this car. Get some air. It's pissing out still. Actually, that's not a bad idea, speaking of. Nature call. You're going out in this? Yeah. Like you said, have to master the unknown, right? <laughs> now you're learning. You know, I think you've inspired me, Vic. Yeah? Yeah. Mind if I pop the trunk and grab my guitar? I feel like playing a tune. Your guitar? My instrument. You put it in the trunk, remember? Could have fit back here next to my bag. Uh, sure. That switch there. I'm just going to go over there, piss real quick. Don't go too far, Vic. Almost to Otisville. Just gotta do one more thing. What is... His name was Jackie. He was my meal ticket for a time. Big emphasis on the words. You're the old... I was never big on titles. Not my scene. An abandoned vehicle, which authorities assume was the Otisville killers, has been located. Police have revealed that two more victims were found deceased in the trunk. One has been identified as a male, Jackie the Nose Harrigan, a New York City nightclub owner, and the second victim, also male, has yet to have been identified. Both victims were killed the same way as the killer's prior victims. Strangled by piano wire. Officials say that... They ain't got no cops. They ain't got Republicans. But there's 23 saltwater taffy stands. The libraries are open 24 hours a day. Park benches all come with memory for pillows. Buses all run on time in Otisville. Everything will be fine in Otisville. Drifter was written by Chris Dowalder and starred Pace Garrett, Elvis Cunningham, and Chris Dowalder. The Drifter was inspired by Nyctophobia, designed by Catherine Stipple, and released by Pandasaurus Games. Julian Alexander does our artwork. Please visit our website at boardgameplayers.com 
or email us at the Puget Sound Board Game Players at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Boo! You suck!